Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Court Today replay on C103. And Annalise Roussel, our nutritional therapist from the Health Hub Times Square in Ballincollig, joining us. Good afternoon to you, Annalise. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome. And as always, inundated with questions. Let's get uh, straight in. Okay, Uh, a caller has a burning sensation in his feet. It feels like it's scalding. It comes and goes more in the evening than the daytime. And it can actually last for about 10, 15 seconds. But it's like a scalding sensation. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of that, Patricia. Um, It's actually common enough. Um, Now, it could be a couple of things, but probably the first thing to do is maybe take a magnesium supplement because sometimes it can be a magnesium deficiency. Um, Certainly if if there's any cramping or pain, uh, it would definitely, that would would more indicate that it was a magnesium issue. So you could either buy magnesium in the form of a gel or a spray and you'd rub it onto the feet morning and evening um, and then you'd notice that that burning sensation would become less and less. The other way is to take magnesium Now, magnesium and calcium both compete for absorption. So if you take very high doses of magnesium, it may interfere with your body's ability to take the calcium it needs. So I always recommend that people take the high-dose magnesium at night time because that way you've had your calcium absorption for the day, so you're not too worried about it interfering with that. So take it a couple hours after your dinner, maybe in the evenings, and you can just go into your local health shop. They'll have nice um, magnesium that will um, be asked them for an easy-to-absorb one. And then the second reason that it might be occurring is an iron deficiency. That could be the cause of the burning feet. So, um, So maybe go and get your bloods checked, from your doctor, make sure that you get the, the iron and the B12 checked as well at the same time. And you could always take a supplement if you don't want to bother going to the doctor. Just try a supplement and see does that relieve it. Okay. All right. Um, hi, Annalise. I, I was diagnosed with a very leaky gut. I've cut out gluten, wheat and dairy for about three weeks now. I'm also taking BioCare GI Complex, digestive enzymes and magnesium. Haven't noticed any difference, though, in my foul smelling wind so far. How long does it take to heal the gut? Um, I suppose, like studies have shown, Patricia, that the gut will heal itself within 12 weeks after something like non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, which can damage the gut. Um, But I suppose the gut is a complicated uh, piece of machinery, so it's there's different things that go on in there, and the symptoms may be nothing to do with leaky gut. Leaky gut is where the cells, the little protein junctions between the cells and the gut might become leaky, so um, you would have... 
like from a naturopathic perspective, we would say that it's possible that you start exhibiting multiple food sensitivities because there's things getting across the gut barrier that shouldn't be and your immune system would be reacting to those. But for for the foul sort of smelling wind, is more for me is a digestive issue um, and it generally is an indicator that you're not digesting your fats and proteins. So maybe the digestive enzyme that you're taking is not right. Um, you know, maybe there, it's not enough for you or it's not right. So you may need to experiment with those. The other reason why you might be having that type of wind is a food intolerance. So your immune system is actually unable to, um, you know, is reacting to a particular food and you're, you're, it's, it's not, it's causing a reaction in your gut. And that could be another reason for either wind, you know, either foul-smelling wind or a lot of wind and bloating. So doing a food intolerance test might be the answer there. And if your gut became leaky and it went down to medication, food intolerance is a very common cause for that. So I think that needs to be ruled out there. Okay, Catherine. Hi, Annalise. What would you suggest for tiredness? I'm 55, menopausal, almost over it. I do have diabetes. I take two blood pressure tablets um, and cholesterol tablets. Uh, all of them thankfully are under control uh, but uh, and every day I walk three to four miles so keeping keeping health keeping busy um, but feeling tiredness just suggest for tiredness could be a couple of things there Patricia really Um, you see a lot of the first of all diabetes you know if if your blood sugar is I mean it seems to be under control here but that low blood sugars if you've got type 2 diabetes can cause tiredness and when your blood sugar peaks as well you'll also feel tired so maybe you know maybe sugars need to be balanced a little bit better the other thing is that the cholesterol tablet um the statin drug also can cause tiredness so it could be a side effect of that and i'm not sure what type of blood pressure medication but one of the blood pressure medications like a beta blocker can cause tiredness as well so it could be down to the medications Uh, Other common causes of tiredness are iron deficiency or B12 deficiency. It might be worth getting your your bloods checked in your doctor to see that they're right. And then I do think a lot of us do get a bit tired at this time of the year. And um, sometimes it might be, you know, people might be deficient in vitamin D. I know that I feel like a different person coming home from the sun holiday than before I went. Blast of vitamin D. Yeah, lack of vitamin D could be another reason. It could be diet related. So I'd suggest get your bloods checked. Um, try a B vitamin just because B vitamins are generally the first line of defense when it comes to feeling tired. The source of life gold tonic is wonderful as well if you feel it's just a seasonal thing. At this time of the year, it's all, I'll always take a bottle of that, Patricia, in March because I feel in March I'm starting to lose, um, lose my energy as well. And there's a bit of ginseng in that, so it does give you an immediate energy boost, but it's packed so full of different superfoods and immune-boosting things, it really does work as a great tonic. Yeah, and we hear back great things from listeners who've who've tried it in the past. Um, Okay, Anna says, uh, Hi, Patricia and Annalise. I have a DEXTA scan appointment this week and I've been asked not to take calcium supplements on the day of the scan, which, by the way, I don't take. I am on Elthroxam and I take other supplements. Would Annalise advise that it will be preferable to skip all of these in the days ahead of the scan? Um, Now, to be honest, I don't know the answer to that, Patricia, because I'm not sure why they would... Actually, it's probably the reason that they don't want you to take the calcium on the day of the scan is that they don't want the blood calcium to... um, 
maybe affect the results of the, the bone density where they're looking for the density of calcium in the bone. So that's possibly the reason. But I think maybe to be on the safe side, it probably would be good to not take everything the morning off. You can always yeah. take them when you go home. Yeah, whatever the supplements. I mean, the L-thyroxin you need for, for, I mean, if you stop taking that for a few days, you could feel quite tired. You could with feel the, exhausted. Yeah, yeah, so be careful on that one. interfere with the scan. So yeah. you take that possibly in the morning, but and I would say with the other supplements, wait. you come home. Yeah. Hi, from Anne. Could you please help with dry eyes? Yeah, so dry eyes are fairly common, actually, Patricia. And I see it more in women than men for some reason. But the fish oils can work very well for that. And there is one that's particularly designed for uh, dry eye. It's called Optase, O-P-T-A-S-E, and you'll get it in health stores. Um, And it does take a little bit of time for it to work. So bear with it. You might be looking at three months before it'll work. So I think that that's possibly the best um, solution. I think eating more fat in the diet as well, Patricia, I actually think that a lot of us are nearly afraid of fat because of, you know, the media and low-fat diets, etc. And we're maybe lacking essential fats. Or we've too many saturated fats coming from animals that so we're eating too much meat and cheese and we're not eating enough nuts and seeds and oily fish. So those fats, the polyunsaturated fats and um, that come from fish and vegetable, the, the vegetable plants, they're lovely and fluid. I mean, if you if you look at most of those oils, they're all liquid. So if they're incorporated into the cell, they keep the cell nice and flexible, whereas the saturated fats are more solid. So they can, you know, if they're incorporated into the cell, they, they, it can be harder. So those polyunsaturated fats are hugely important for um, cells that to prevent dryness. But also, actually, if you think about the function of the cell, which needs good communication in the cell membrane. It's brilliant for, you know, improving sensitivity to um, hormones and receptors. So all those fats are a really important part if you've got type 2 diabetes to improve the signaling. So make sure that every day you've got at least one portion of seeds in your diet, um, maybe a portion of nuts, have um, avocados regularly and eat oily fish three times a week. Okay, Mary says, uh, morning, Patricia. Question for Annalise, please. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis about four years ago and I've been taking metotrexate on, yeah. on and off since, but it makes me very sick. And I'd like to know, is there any natural remedies that will prevent flare-ups? Oh, yes, uh, there is. But the methotrexate, and that's a very common, I think most people who take methotrexate would feel violently ill on the day of taking it. Um, what is it? Is the... Methotrexate. So actually it's a cancer drug, Patricia, but it oh. seems to dampen down the T-cell response for people who suffer from rheumatoid arthritis. So that um, is an autoimmune disorder where the T-cells of the body are attacking the joints, the okay. membrane between the joints. So methotrexate is one of the more common drugs used for that. Other drugs would be things like Humira, um, uh, and they're all designed to prevent the immune system from, um, you know, from the flare-ups. So from a natural perspective, you're looking at there's a a whole raft of different things that would help. Again, back to the sort of the omega-3, the essential fish oils. These are actually very good as immune system modulators. They've got a really natural anti-inflammatory effect. So I would do a very high dose of fish oil. Um, Most people, you wouldn't need anything like this on a daily basis. But for somebody with rheumatoid arthritis, you should be looking upwards of two to three grams of a fish oil or two to three thousand milligrams is what it'll be. So you'll be taking at least a double or treble dose of the highest strength ones that you'll find in the um, health shops. Turmeric is another natural anti-inflammatory. 
You've got Boswellia, which comes from frankincense. That's a great natural anti-inflammatory. Vitamin D is really important. Um, now, there, a study recently showed that giving vitamin D to people with autoimmune disorder didn't improve their symptoms. Um, and it came from, that study was based on um, an observation that people with rheumatoid arthritis generally had a lower um, blood vitamin D than people who were healthy. So I think it, it may be important to go and get your blood vitamin D checked and then dose yourself accordingly because you may be one of those people and there may or may not be a link. So you can see there's quite a few things available but generally with rheumatoid arthritis, Patricia, the immune system has become um, overactive in terms of, you know, it's fighting itself instead of invaders. And I find that people with rheumatoid arthritis or other autoimmune disorders often have IBS. So I think that the it's being driven by the gut. I think the gut is, is kind of, um, has been the trigger in, in switching the immune system to overvigilance. So I think you need to get that sorted if that is a problem for you because everything else is only going to work as a plaster effect. Okay. Hi, Annelise. I have a problem with reflux. I've had it for years. I've had several endoscopes and I've been put on Nexium. However, I read on the internet they say that it's not good to be on Nexium long term. Is there an effective alternative? I have a hiatus hernia which is probably the cause of the problem. I've recently been told I am just over the reading of 43 for diabetes. Would you have a suggestion to be my readings within the safe level of blood sugars. I hate taking medicines. Okay, well, sometimes you do need medicine and it's wonderful when it works, you know, it does save lives. So I think that the um, the, the thing with the hiatus hernia is that that is more than likely what is causing the heartburn. And there is a very real risk of something called Barrett's esophagitis, which is a cancer of the um, esophagus caused by high stomach acid. So if there is a history of that in your family, um, you're actually better off taking the medication, even though there are long-term side effects from it. Uh, but if, if it prevents you getting throat cancer, you know, esophageal cancer, it, 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 that's a positive benefit of it. But the natural alternative that you could try would be a combination of two products. One is called Slippery Elm, um, and BioCare do a lovely Slippery Elm with some marshmallow and gabapentinol that's really healing for any um, of the, the cells in the esophagus that have become inflamed from acid. Um, and the second product is something called zinc carnosin, C-A-R-N-O-Z-I-N. And that can be very helpful for um, helping the little valve at the top of the stomach to tighten up and prevent leakage of stomach acid up. So you could try that for a period of a month. If it's not working after a month, I'm afraid you're going to have to stick on the medication. Um, and then the second question, diabetes and blood sugar. So if you want to bring your blood sugars under control, the quickest way to do that is to follow a no-carbohydrate diet. So if you go onto the internet and look for no-carbo, zero-carbohydrate or very low-carbohydrate diet, what you're going to do is you're going to be cutting all bread, pasta, potatoes, fruit. It's a tough diet. It's tough, but it does bring the blood sugars under control fairly quickly. Okay. And then you can always reintroduce the carbohydrates back afterwards at a, at a slower level to see what works well for you. Okay. Well, Phyllis, uh, can you, the name of the tonic, please, at Source of Life, isn't it? The Source of Life Gold. It's by a company called Nature's Plus, and it comes in a kind of a white bottle with a gold top. Uh, Eamon and Charleville would hemp oil is hemp oil good for Parkinson's disease um, and could you use it while taking other medication like warfarin and eltheroxin so um, the CBD oil is actually the one that can be very beneficial for Parkinson's 
like the hemp the hemp plant has got multitudes of different uses um, and hemp oil is often used actually as a salad dressing but the different bread plants will have different properties and it's the hemp that's bred to have high levels of the cannabinoids, the CBDs, um, that can be very good for Parkinson's. So they actually work on the opioid receptors. And I do have a couple of, um, a good few customers actually taking it for Parkinson's. And they say it helps with the, you know, they can write properly now again. And one customer has even started driving again, which is great. So I would suggest that you try the high dose one. And the Cannabi Gold um, is the one that I stock in the shop. And one of my other customers told me that it was on BBC program voted the number one as being the best in, um, of all the different ones on the market. So I've seen good results with that and you need to go for the high strength one and give it a go for four to six weeks. You may need to double up on the dose to see what works best for you, uh, but it can help very well. Um, technically, it could possibly thin the blood. So maybe just mention it to your doctor if you feel it's working well for you and you want to stay on it. But it has no impact with L-troxin whatsoever. So it's perfectly safe with that. OK, we'll leave it there. We'll talk next week. Thank you for that. Thanks, Patricia. Thanks for joining us. That's Annalise Drissel, the Health Hub, Times Square in Balancholic. 